0: You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. And on today's episode of the podcast, we're reviewing the second test match between Australia and Pakistan from the MCG, a test match that ebbed and flowed One side was in front, the other side was behind. The team behind came back and the game just seesawed uh, throughout the four days and and Australia and Pakistan produced some very good test match cricket. We saw some good performances with the ball and we also saw good performances with the bat. And it was not a bad cricket wicket uh, at the MCG, a pitch that had something for the batters. If you got in and got set, you scored runs. If you bowled in the right areas as a bowler, you got something out of the surface a bit of seam bit of swing and a bit of spin as well so it was a really good test match in the end in terms of the competitiveness of it uh, but australia too good in the end and uh, they were able to come back and, and win this test match after pakistan looked like uh you know performing a miracle of a victory but pat cummins leading from the front taking 10 wickets uh to secure the victory for australia and to wrap up the series two nil with one game still to play in sydney um Austra- uh, Australia will be delighted with how uh, they were able to win this test match. On the other hand, Pakistan will be bitterly disappointed. It, it was a, a good a good fight and character from them in this test match. They, they showed some glimpses of their best with the bat and the ball, but they were let down in a few areas. The drop catches cost them dearly, as we will discuss later on. Uh, the ill-discipline with the ball in terms of conceding extras. And also, in the run chase, if they batted a little bit smarter, they built partnerships, someone went on to score a big score, maybe they could have won this Test match. So the the opportunities that Pakistan had in this Test match were golden opportunities. Unfortunately, they weren't able to execute them or take those opportunities, and that's why they went on to lose this Test match. But as I said, they showed some great fight and determination in this second Test. But it wasn't to be Australia too strong in the end so there's plenty to talk about plenty to unpack from this second test match we'll talk about both teams their performances with bat and ball where the game was won and lost and we'll preview the third and final test of the series which will be at the scg and talk about what may happen in that last test of the series so plenty to talk about plenty to discuss on this episode of the podcast today but before we do that let's have a look at the match summary from the second test match between India and Pakistan from the MCG. And Australia batted first. They made 318 all out in their first innings. Manasavashane top scored with 63. Jamal took three wickets for Pakistan. Pakistan, in response, were bowled out for 271 in their first innings. Abdullah Shafiq top scored with 62. Pak Thomas took five wickets for Australia. Australia in their second innings were bowled out for 262. Mitchell Marsh top scored with 96. Mia Hamza and Shaheen Shah Afridi took four wickets each for Pakistan. Pakistan was set 317 runs to win. They were bowled out for 237. Shah Massoud, the captain, top scored with 60. And Pat Cummins took five wickets for Australia. Australia won by 79 runs, and Pat Cummins was named player of the match for his 10 wickets in the test match. So that's the match summary from the second test of the MCG between Australia and Pakistan. What were the key moments and key factors from the second test between Australia and Pakistan? Well, there were plenty of key, key moments and key factors that swung the test match here and there and definitely swung the test match in Australia's favour. Um, Abdullah Shafiq, Dropping Mitchell Marsh on 20 in Australia's second innings after Australia were four for sixteen. Uh Marsh went on to score 96 and added 153 for the fifth wicket with Steve Smith to allow Australia to set Pakistan 317 runs to win. That was a pivotal and key moment in this test match. Uh Australia on the ropes four for sixteen. Mitchell Marsh uh dropped on 20 by Shafiq and uh went on to, to score 96, and Australia got out of trouble. And uh Marsh and and Smith built that partnership of 153 for the fifth wicket to get Australia uh, to that target of 317 to set Pakistan. That was a key moment and pivotal moment in the Test match. Um, also, Pat Cummins removing the key partnerships of 61 for the third wicket between Cham Massoon and Bab Razan, and 57 for the sixth wicket between Muhammad Rizwan and Algar Salman, uh, because those partnerships look like getting Pakistan closer to that 317 target, once those partnerships were broken by Pat Cummins, Australia were able to bowl Pakistan out for 237 uh, to win the test match by 79 runs, and Pat Cummins uh, being able to grab and seize the moment, and uh, he was able to uh, get Australia over the line to win this test match. So those were the key moments and the key factors from the second test match between Australia and Pakistan. Uh, from the MCG. Let's talk about how both teams went about their business in this Test match with bat and ball, how Australia and Pakistan went about business um, in this Test match, and uh, talk about uh, their performances uh, as a team, but also as an individual as well in terms of the players. Uh, First of all, let's start off with Australia and talk about their performance overall in the Test match. Let's start with the Australian batters, and talk about their performance in this second test. Uh, Warner, 38 and six. Kawasha 42 and zero. Labashane, 63 and four. Smith, 26 50. Head, 17 and zero. Mitchell Marsh, 41 and 96. And Carey, 4 and 53. That's how the Australian batters went about their business um, in this second test match against Pakistan. Let's talk about how Australia went about their batting performance across the two innings. Well, in the first innings, scored 318 in overhead conditions on a pitch at the MCG that offered a bit for the bowlers. And Pakistan were really getting the ball to talk. And uh, Australia found it a bit difficult for scoring and uh, had to battle through uh, a very tough period there. Um, they were able to get to 318. Um, Manus Labuschagne's innings of 63 was uh, pretty much the key for Australia in terms of them getting to that score of 318. Um, and all the Australian batters struggled, really. Um, you know, Kawasha was able to to grind it out, same with Warner, Smith and Head and, and then Marsh, but the others uh, failed to uh, convert their scores and they found scoring difficult, as I mentioned, on a pitch that was offering a bit and overhead conditions. wasn't easy. But also some key partnerships, 90 between Warner and Kawasha for the first wicket, really got Australia off to a good start. Um, not really... Big partnerships after that. There was a 50-run partnership between Labrachet and Head for the fourth wicket. Other than that, uh, not really big partnerships to speak of. Um, In the second innings, they had a lead of uh, 54 runs uh, on the first innings, Australia. Found themselves in trouble at 4 for 16 in 5.2 overs. Pakistan were bowling really well. They got the ball to swing and talk. Um, Australia top order collapsed, 4 for 16, Um, in trouble of not really setting Pakistan a very difficult target to chase in the last innings. But Mitchell Marsh, 96, his innings and his partnership of 153 for the fifth wicket between Steve Smith was very critical in terms of rescuing Australia um, out of trouble and allowed Australia to post 317 uh, to uh, set Pakistan to win this Test match. And that was a key moment. Uh, Obviously, Mitchell Marsh was dropped on 20 by Abdullah Shafiq. Uh, Pakistan didn't really seize the opportunity when Australia were 4 for 16. And uh, Smith and and Marsh were able to make Pakistan pay for that drop, catch and missed opportunity. Uh, So Alex Carey's innings of 53 was also critical as well. Batting with the tail, he was able to get get Australia up to that 316 target. And obviously, Pakistan needed... 317 to win um so his innings was very critical as well Kerry. uh struggling for form and, and runs of late but good to see him score a half century and uh he was able to get it get australia um to that target of 317 um so australia's batting overall it wasn't their fluent best australia uh, obviously australia did struggle with the bat in this test match um uh, as I, as I mentioned before, it was a pitch that offered a bit for the bowlers. You bowled in the right areas, the ball did something. Uh, there was a bit of seam, there was a bit of swing, and a bit of spin as well uh, for the spinners if you bowled in the right areas. Uh, so Australia just played some poor shots. Some of them probably played some poor shots, poor decision-making. Others got good deliveries, like Travis Head in the second innings. He got an absolute brilliant delivery by Hamza, who clean bowled him for a golden duck. Uh, but then other poor dismissals, like David Warner chopping on in the second innings, was a poor shot. Uh, so there was a lot of good deliveries that got a, that got the Australian batters out, but there also some deliveries that uh, the Australian batters would look back and say, probably I could have done a little bit different in terms of playing that particular shot or playing that particular delivery. Um, could have could have done a lot different in terms of that. So there was a lot of good deliveries and a lot of bad deliveries that and poor shots that got the Australian batters out. Um, so, as I said, it wasn't their fluent best, but they found a way. Uh, they found a way to to uh, fight it out. Uh, Pakistan were really bowling well in, across the two innings. You know, Mardis Labuschagne had to fight for his wa- runs in the first innings. Um, Steve Smith in the second innings had to really grind it out. Uh, Mitchell Marsh was probably the best of the Australian batters. You know, in both innings, he looked really good. Didn't really struggle at all, especially in the second innings, 96 from him. He just continues to to uh, go up and up and up, Mitchell Marsh. Since he's come back into the test side, he's uh, really delivered the goods. And he was Australia's best batter by far. Uh, but obviously with Smith, he had to grind it out, but he played a very crucial knock. Good support with with Marsh. Obviously that partnership was key after Australia were 4 for 16. Also Alex Carey's innings was good. Uh, he looked good as well, Carey. He looked pretty comfortable whereas everyone else struggled a bit uh, for fluency and timing and rhythm on this pitch from Australia's point of view. But good to see Kerry back in the runs. He's been under pressure of late. Obviously, what happened in England, of course, with Beastro probably knocked him around a little bit mentally. But uh, good to see him scoring some runs. He also kept well in this Test match as well, Kerry. Uh, So, as I said, Australia's bashing uh, not at their fluent best, but they were able to get to... uh, to, uh, get to a score in the first innings, 318 uh, on a pitch that was offering a bit for the bowlers. And and probably it was going to be difficult as the test match went on in terms of scoring runs on this surface. Um And in the end, it panned out that way. It, it was a low-scoring test match. It wasn't a high-scoring test match by any means. Uh, but Australia did well to get to 318 in the first innings, Um 262 in the second innings to to try and set up a target for Pakistan, which they did at 317. So I think looking back on this performance, I think the Australian batters would say, yeah, you know, we we weren't at our fluent best, but we managed to fight through it and find a way to score runs. And uh, they'll be looking to do better things in Sydney in the third test and look back on this test and say, yeah, there's some areas to improve on. But, um, you know, we we uh, we found a way to to get through it and those tough periods, which is what you need to do in Test Match cricket when you have tough periods with with the bat and the bowling's really good, which Pakistan bowled well, you have to try and fight through that and get through that tough period. And once you get through that, scoring becomes a bit easier. So just to finish up about Australia's batting, um, you know, not at their best, but they were able to find a way uh, to to score runs and to fight. And that's what they showed in this Test Match. Good old-fashioned Test Match cricket. Uh, they needed to apply that um, in this uh, in this test match, the Australian batters, and they were able to do that. Uh, let's talk about Australia's bowlers and how they performed in the second test match against Pakistan. Uh, no wickets for Marsh, four wickets for Stark, ten wickets for Cummins, four wickets for Lyon, and two wickets for Hazelwood. And that's how the Australian bowlers uh, went about their business with the ball in this test match against Pakistan. Um, Let's talk about their performance across the two innings, the first and the second innings. The first innings, they did well to bowl Pakistan out for 264 to gain a 54-run lead on the first innings. Uh, they did well to keep Pakistan below 300. The second innings uh, were put under pressure by Pakistan, who batted, who batted well to try and chase down 317. Um, some very key partnerships were starting to develop. Runs were being scored. Pakistan were able to get it under 100 runs required. Uh, the Australian bowlers were put under some pressure. But come at the man, come at the hour, Pat Cummins delivered inspired performance with the ball, enabled Australia to bowl out Pakistan for 2.37 to win the test match and to win the series with one test to play. And um, that's how Australia went about their business across the two innings. Uh, once again, the Australian bowlers were, were pretty good uh, across the two innings. They, they bowled well as they, as they did in Perth. Um, and they were able to get the job done. Um, With Australia, the one area that I I thought Australia could have done better in the first innings to the Pakistan batters was the tailenders. Uh, Pakistan's tailenders wagged um, and were able to score some handy runs and get that deficit to uh, 54 runs behind Australia on the first innings. If the Australian bowlers went to the short ball ploy, like they did in the second innings where it just finished all quickly um i think australia would have had a lead of maybe over 100 runs or so if they went to the short ball tactic to the pakistan tail a bit earlier in the first innings because the tail from pakistan were a bit comfortable uh not really challenged and were able to score some handy runs here and there um so that's one area where australia where australia could have could have gone to earlier in the first innings. I think they missed a bit of a trick there. Go with the short ball ploy. We saw that in the second innings where the Pakistan tailenders, uh Pat Cummins started that where he bowled short and you saw the, the result. The tailenders from Pakistan didn't quite play the short ball all that well. There were well-directed short balls as well and the Pakistan tail struggled and weren't able to make an impact like they did in the first innings. So I think that's where Australia could have gone earlier to them. I think For the next test in Sydney, go with the short ball to the Pakistan tail because we know uh, they can't really play the short ball all that well. They're not comfortable. Um, And I feel like if Australia did that, they would have had a lead of 100 runs. It would have made their task a bit easier in terms of setting a target for Pakistan, but that's in hindsight. But uh, they were able to get the job done nonetheless. Pat Cummins, let's talk about him. Outstanding performance from Pat Cummins. You know, Ten wickets for the match. He, he, there's no words to describe Pat Cummins. He's a, a very good bowler, as we know. He's had a very good time of it as captain across all formats, obviously, winning the World Cup in uh, the one day format recently in India. Uh, he retained the Ashes as well, World Test Championship um, as well. Uh, and now, this inspired performance with the ball against Pakistan, um, he was able to changed the game with incredible spells of bowling, but also taking key wickets. We we spoke about that a lot in test match cricket, is being able to seize the moment and, and win the moment and take the opportunities when you need to to make something happen. That's what Pat Cummins did, especially in the first innings. Pakistan were cruising in the first innings, and uh, they were one for 120-odd, and... Uh, You know, good partnership developing between Shafiq and Shah Massoud. That partnership was 90 for the second wicket. And it looked like Pakistan were going to get a first innings lead and and really put Australia under pressure. But Pat Cummins came on. He broke it open. He got rid of Shafiq, caught and bowled. It was an outstanding caught and bowled from Pat Cummins. Not easy to do in your follow-through. Shafiq hit it straight back to him. And that's where it started to go wrong for Pakistan. That's where the game started to turn. And also Pat Cummins getting the wicket of Bab Razam in the first innings, the one that nipped back and hit the stumps, uh, which he said it was his dream delivery. It was a dream ball. Uh, you know, you only dream of those deliveries as a bowler. And, you know, getting his wicket really changed the momentum, and, and that's what he did in the first innings. And he also did that in the second innings as well. Uh, yet again, Pakistan were, were going along nicely. Uh, the partnership between Masood and Azam, 61 for the third wicket, looking comfortable. Babar Azam was starting to get back into some some form. Masood was playing well in that aggressive type style that he wants to play and wants Pakistan to play. Um, and then Pat Cummins came on, got him out caught behind by Smith in the slip cordon for 60, and that's where it changed the momentum of the innings. And and also the key partnership between Rizwan and Salman. 57 for the sixth wicket. Towards the end, they got it under 100. Those two were batting comfortable. Pakistan could have done the impossible. Australian bowlers under pressure. Then Pat Cummins came in, got rid of Rizwan. Yes, in controversial circumstances, as many people have debated since uh, the end of this test match. Uh, but nonetheless, that was a key wicket. That changed the momentum. The tail came in, and then that was the end of the Pakistan Innings and in, and in Australia were able to cruise to victory. So Pat Cummins has this ability to come in, change games just like that. And we've seen that from Pat over the years. But boy, it was a an unbelievable performance from him in this uh, in this Test match. And all the Australian bowlers did their their job well. You know Mitchell Stark bowled well in the second innings. Uh, picked up four wickets. He picked up the last few wickets to end the innings. Uh with some short stuff, which was, which was good to see from him. Hazelwood was good as always. Uh, without luck, Hazelwood, he bowled really well, could have had a, two or three wickets in both innings, uh, but he bowled very well, just didn't have the luck. Uh, but he, he bowled well. Nathan Lyon bowled well on the first innings, but he struggled in the second innings, not much turn for him on, on the surface. Uh, he was a bit expensive, uh, but really the pitch didn't really offer much for him. Um, and uh, the Australian bowlers were able to get it done under pressure, and it was good to see that. So um, the Australian bowlers, that relentless pressure uh, was too much for Pakistan, and and obviously Australia were able to get the job done again. So Australia's fielding was pretty good, uh, pretty good in the field again from Australia in this Test match, as it was in Perth. W- was able to build the pressure and, and really keep that pressure on Pakistan. So um, Australia, their bowling, yes, again, getting the job done when the pressure was on and Pat Cummins leading from the front. And for him, 250 Test wickets in the top 10 leading wicket-takers for Australia in Test cricket, along with Stark and Nathan Lyon. Josh Hazelwood's not far away from breaking into the top 10 as well. Uh, It's a pretty good Australian bowling attack. And they've got the job done over a number of years in Test cricket. And we certainly saw that in this Test match and Australia were able to get the job done. And Pakistan weren't able to, to handle that relentless pressure by, by the Australian bowlers. So to finish up about Australia's bowling, uh, yet again, pretty good, got the job done, uh, led by Pat Cummins. Everyone else did their job behind him. And uh, Australia uh, will be very pleased with their efforts with the ball in this test match because they, they bowled pretty well. So that's Australia in terms of their performance in this test match. Let's talk about Pakistan and their performance with bat and ball. Let's start with the Pakistan batters. Talk about their performance overall in this uh, second test. Uh, Shafiq, 62 and 4. Al Haq, 10 and 12. Massoon, 54 and 60. Azam, 1 and 41. Shaquille, 9 and 24. Rizwan, 42 and 35. And Salman, 5 and 50. And that's how the Pakistan batters uh, went about their business in this uh, second Test match against Australia. Let's talk about their performance across the two innings. Um, Pakistan, they're batting in the first innings. They did well to get to 264, uh, trailing by 54 runs on the first innings. Um, You know, a very good innings from Shafiq, Masood, uh, played some good knocks, weren't able to go on and score a big 100, but they put on a good partnership of uh, of 90. Um, and then some handy partnerships after that uh, from Pakistan. The tail wagged. Uh, Jamal played well for his 33 not out. Afridi uh, scored 21 runs in quick time. Uh, so the Pakistan tail wagged a bit and were able to get Pakistan uh, within 54 runs of Australia's first hitting score. Uh, So that was the first innings. The second innings, the run chase, 317, was always going to be a difficult chase for Pakistan. It's only been done once before at the MCG, uh, where a team's chased down more than 300 runs to win the Test match. That was England back in 1928-29. So it was always going to be tough for Pakistan, but they started really well. They started really well um, in terms of, of their batting performance. There was good intent. Positive intent, led by Shan Masood, the captain. who scored 60. He put on a very good partnership with Azam, 61 for the third wicket. And that partnership looked like getting Pakistan closer and closer to, to the target of 317. But for Pakistan to win, they needed someone to score 100. They needed one or two 100-run partnerships to get the job done. Unfortunately, things started to turn. Australia were able to fight back, Pat Cummins in particular picked up some key wickets of Massoon to break that partnership between him and Azam, and then Australia were able to pick up a few wickets after that. But the partnership between Rizwan and Salman, 57 for the sixth wicket, that partnership was looking dangerous, and, and Rizwan and Salman were playing some good shots that were being positive, that were putting pressure back on the Australian bowlers, and the Australian bowlers were a little bit worried, a little bit concerned. And um, run scoring was becoming easier. The ball was a bit softer. The pitch was looking flat. Um, that, that wasn't the case throughout the whole test match because the bowlers took a lot of wickets and, and batters struggled to score runs. But if you applied yourself, got in and got set, runs were, were to be scored. And uh, Rizwan and Salman were doing a very good job. And then Pat Cummins came in, got rid of Rizwan. Yes, it was a little bit controversial, as many people have discussed. But putting that to one side, Rizwan got out. The tail the tail end from Pakistan was exposed. And once the tail came in, Salman had to try and score runs quickly, which he did. He scored 50 of 70, which was a, a very good innings from Salman, a very good fighting knock from him. Unfortunately, that wasn't enough. The tail enders were exposed at one end. Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark ripped through the tail and bowled short stuff, and the tail wasn't able to play the short ball all that well. And Pakistan, in the end, were bowled out for 237. Um, So that's how Pakistan went about their business with the bat across the two innings. Um, And Pakistan showed fight with the bat in in this um, test match here in Melbourne. Um, Shafiq, you know, showing us why he's a a very good talent in test match cricket. Shah Massoud was good, back-to-back half centuries. you know, leading from the front as skipper. Uh, Muhammad Rizwan, you know, batted well across the two innings, uh, Salman's 50 was good, but no one really got on and and scored a big hundred. And especially in the run chase, you needed someone to go on and score a big hundred. There was a lot of starts from Pakistan in the second innings. No one really converted the starts into a big score. So they lost wickets at the wrong time in the run chase and Australia were able to claw their way back in the test match. Um, also established some good partnerships as well, Pakistan, across the two innings, but they weren't able to kick on and and get some big scores. So Pakistan, all their batters are talented. We've seen that in this test match at times where they played some good shots and batted really well. But as it's been the case in the series, the Australian bowlers were able to put pressure on them, take wickets when needed, and put them on the back foot. So I think Pakistan will be bitterly disappointed, especially in the run chase, that if, you know, one or two batters got a big score, of, if, if Shah Massoon got a century, if Babrazam converted his start into a half century, maybe getting up towards a century, you know, Rizwan the same, Salman, um, it would have been a lot different. And if they built partnerships, a big partnership was required. And they would have got the job done. Who knows? They would have won this match. But in saying that, some little areas of execution let them down a bit with the bat, and Australia were just too good in the end. So uh, they'll be disappointed about that, Pakistan, but plenty of learnings for them going into the last test in Sydney. They'll be definitely eager uh, to put in a, another, uh, you know, a fighting effort in, in Sydney with the bat, hoping to do better and and hoping to uh, make sure they do the basics well with the bat in Sydney for the last test. But If they'd done the basics well enough here in this test in Melbourne, it could have been a lot different in the run chase. Who knows? Uh, But in the end, Australia just too strong. So that's the batting for Pakistan. Let's talk about the bowlers and their performance in this test match for Pakistan. Salman uh, took a wicket, five wickets for Jamal, six wickets for Afridi, two wickets for Hassan Ali, and six wickets for Hamza. And that's how the Pakistan bowlers... Went about their business in this test match against Australia? Um, let's talk about their performance across the uh, the two innings. Um, in the first innings, they did well to keep Australia to 318. Um, the Pakistan bowlers, they looked threatening. They got the ball to swing and seamed around in overhead conditions in Melbourne with the rain around on day one and day two. Uh, they were able to bowl Australia out for 318, which was a very good result. I think winning the toss, bowling first, 318, I think Pakistan would have taken that every day of the week. Um, So that was the first innings. The second innings, they had Australia in all sorts. Four for 16, Australia were at one stage and looked like uh, Pakistan were going to bowl them out for a low score and chasing a very gettable target to win this test match. But with Pakistan, the missed opportunities, drop catches, uh, the inability to seize the moment, they just let Australia off the hook. Odullah um, Shafiq dropping Mitchell Marsh on 20. Went on to make 96, added 153 for the fifth wicket with Steve Smith, um, and Pakistan saw that opportunity go before their eyes. And that was the turning point in the Test match. That's where the game was pretty much won and lost, and Australia were able to set Pakistan 317 to win. If Odullah Shafiq took that catch... They would have been chasing something probably in the low 100s or something like that. But that was a golden opportunity. And they had Australia 4 for 16. you got to finish off the job in that situation. They weren't able to do that. And the bowlers, uh, they, they bowled very well, but unfortunately they weren't able to finish off the job when the moment was right there to be taken. Um, so that's how Pakistan went about things um, with the ball in this test match. As I said, the drop catchers, the inability to capitalize when Australia were four for 16. The extras, Pakistan's extras in the first innings, they bowled 52 extras. Um, Ill disciplined. You know, a lot of things that they could have done well, Pakistan would have made a big difference in this test match with the ball. And uh, they, they, a lot, uh, things could have been a lot different if they were able to take their catches. Limit the extras and be disciplined with the ball in terms of the extras. And also, uh, finish off the job when Australia were 4 for 16. They could have won this Test match. It could have been a lot different. They could have been chasing something in the low 100s as a gettable target. But little things like that, the inconsistencies from Pakistan have cost them throughout this series. They've bowled well at times, and then they don't bowl well at times. Um, They look on top, and then they let Australia off the hook. You can't be doing that in Test match cricket. You've got a side four for 16. You've got to finish off the job. You just can't let Australia get back into the match and, and let them off the hook. You've got to be on the attack um, every ball. And, and the bowlers bowled well. You know, Pakistan's bowlers, yes, it's an inexperienced attack. It's lacking experience and quality. But what we saw in this test match is the skills that they have. You know, Shaheen Shah Afridi was back to some sort of his best got the ball to swing. He was bowling not quick pace. He was bowling high 130. So he's tr- starting to get a bit of pace back, but not quite at his full throttle best. Um, you know, Jamal uh, bowled well again, but inconsistent. Hassan Ali, uh, he, he bowled well, bowled some good spells and overs, but didn't look like taking a wicket at time. Um, Australia were able to play him comfortably. Mia Hamza, Coming into the side, he bowled well in the second innings. He he was nearly on a hat trick. He got rid of Warner and he got rid of uh, Travis Head in consecutive deliveries. Um, he looked pretty good swinging that ball. Uh, but for Pakistan, those missed opportunities have come back to hurt them. And uh, as I mentioned before, you've got to be taking those opportunities and and especially the catching. It's not something new with Pakistan. We always know that Pakistan's fielding is their poor. We've we've known that throughout the history of Pakistan cricket. Um, So you don't mean to drop a catch, but Shafiq, he's dropped, I think, four catches in the series. And uh, that that drop catch of Mitchell Marsh was costly and uh, could have turned the game around. So if Pakistan took their chances, uh, bold with discipline in terms of the extras, and seizing the opportunity when Australia were 4 for 16, it could have been a lot different, as I said before, but Pakistan there's a lot of good stuff there they just need to try and fix up those areas and and look to improve and no doubt they'll be looking at those areas and saying yeah we probably need to improve those areas going forward um not only for the sydney test match but also going into the future as well as a test side is that we need to tighten up those things as a as a bowling group we need to be disciplined we 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 don't want to give easy extras away um take our chances as a fielding side and and put pressure on the opposition they had australia under pressure in this test match in both both innings they had australia on the ropes and then at times they let them off and you can't be doing that so, so pakistan would be bitterly disappointed in terms of the opportunities that they let slip as i said if they took those opportunities they won those key moments they could have won this test match in hindsight but unfortunately australia just too good in the end so that's that's pakistan's bowling. And that's Pakistan's performance across the two innings of this test match with the bat and ball. A lot of good signs for Pakistan. They showed some good fight and good character, but they just need to, to do that for long periods of time, be consistent, and have the ability to win those key moments and take the opportunities. If they can do that in Sydney, then who knows? They may win the last test. But that's what cost them in this test match here in Melbourne. Now then, let's preview the the third Test match of the series. It will be played at the SCG, the New Year's Test at the SCG. Australia and Pakistan um, have a, a pretty good history at the SCG against each other, head to head in Test matches. Uh, the first Test match that the two teams played here in in Sydney was back in 1973. They played eight matches. They've drawn one. Australia have won five. Pakistan have won two. And uh, the last time they met here. At the, at the SCG it was back in 2016-17, and Australia won that Test match by 220 runs. Australia made 538 for eight, declared in the first innings, then two declared for 241. Uh, Pakistan made 315 and 244, chasing 465 in that Test match. Um, also, David Warner scored that century before lunch on day one of that Test match back in 2016-17, the last meeting that Australia and Pakistan had at the SCG. Um, also for Pakistan, fond memories for them and for the Pakistan supporters. It's the last time that Australia, that Pakistan won a test match in Australia it was back at the SCG, back in 1995-96. They won that test match, and uh, that's their last ever win in Australia, uh, Pakistan. So fond memories for, for Pakistan, uh, especially for them as a team that – you know, the SCG uh, is a pretty good pretty good place for them in terms of uh, test match victories. As I mentioned, their last win in Australia came at that venue back in 95, 96. Can they win their third game here? Who knows? We shall see. Now, in terms of both teams, 11s, um, potential 11s for both teams, who they're going to select, uh, who's going to be left out, who's going to be brought in. Uh, we'll start with Australia. Australia have kept the same squad for the last test of the series. So usually in Sydney, there's talk about playing another spinner because usually in Sydney, it usually turns traditionally. Um, But Australia have decided to keep the same squad. They don't need to make any changes because the team's playing so well. So why change a team when when you're winning and and doing well? So they're not going to play a second spinner. They've kept the same squad. They'll probably keep the same 11 as well. You don't need to change it. Obviously, David Warner will will farewell his test career at the SCG. Uh, that's been talked about uh, in the lead-up before this series even started. But he will get the farewell. He will finish off um, at the SCG as he predicted. So Australia, their potential 11 for the third test, they'll probably keep the same 11. Warner, Kawaja, Labuschagne, Smith, Head, Mitchell Marsh, Carey, Stark, Cummins, Lyon and Hayeswood. Uh, pretty straightforward of Australia there. Pakistan, on the other hand, they may make a change or two, Pakistan. They may make a change. Um, depends on conditions. The weather in Sydney is a bit iffy with the rain. As always, in Sydney's a bit iffy. Um, so they may make a change based on maybe a second spinner uh, if they want to, maybe a change in the bowling attack in terms of their seam and pace attack. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll probably bring in a, another batter or something like that. Who knows? Um, but this 11 that pakistan had here in melbourne performed pretty well it's just a few areas that pakistan would let down in in melbourne obviously um you know a few a few key moments they could have won they they should have won and and they would have won the test um so they may keep the same 11 going into the sydney test as i mentioned before they may keep the same 11. They may make a change depending on conditions or how they see it in terms of the combination or the lineup. But we will have to wait and see what the Pakistan team and selectors do. But uh, their potential 11 could be the same 11 from Melbourne. So Shafiq, Ahak, Masoon, Azam, Shakil, Rizwan, Salman, Jamal, uh, Afridi, Hassan Ali, and Hamza. Uh, that could be Pakistan's potential 11 for the third test in Sydney. Now, in terms of, uh, well, who's going to win this test match in uh, Sydney for this third test of the series? Well, as we know with Sydney, the weather is always a big factor in Sydney. Obviously, the rain, it's one of the most affected test matches in terms of weather, Sydney. Um, So I won't be surprised if this test match will be another draw as it was last summer against South Africa when Australia played South Africa last summer uh, in Sydney. Um, But if the weather holds, maybe Australia to win because Australia have been playing some good cricket in the series. Um, For Pakistan, I think for them, I think if they put in another good performance in terms of a fighting performance, show that character that they showed here in Melbourne, Um, if they're competitive again, I think that's a good result for Pakistan. Uh, Obviously, Pakistan, they can be competitive, they can fight, We saw that in Melbourne in a big way, and we also saw that a little bit in in Perth. But if they can show that here in Sydney, be competitive, show that fight with the bat and with the ball, and if they can tidy up a few areas in terms of the extras, taking their catches, being a bit smarter with the bat, who knows? They may challenge Australia. They may win, as they did back in 1995-96. Their last victory in Australia came here at the SCG. So... Who knows? Who knows? But it's for the Pakistan team to reddish this opportunity to really put in a good performance to end the tour. Uh, but obviously Australia leading 2-0. They've got the momentum after this win here in Melbourne. will probably take the morale out a little bit from Pakistan. So I think Australia may may wrap up the series 3-0. That's, de- that's dependent on the weather. So fingers crossed that the rain doesn't have a, a part to play in the Sydney Test, as it always does. Let's hope the rain stays away. But um, uh, at the end of the day, we just want to see a very good test match in Sydney uh, between two sides um, who produced a very good test match in Melbourne. And we want to see that in Sydney. But let's hope the weather holds and uh, we get a test match and we get a result. My final thoughts to end our review today of this uh, second test between Australia and Pakistan. My final thoughts from the test match. I thought it was a a great test match. I thought the test match ebbed and flowed. It was competitive. Uh, Both teams uh, battled hard with the bat and with the ball. We saw some good performances individually with bat and ball. Um, The MCG wicket offered something for the bowlers and for the batters. If you applied yourself, you got in, got set, you scored runs. If you... um, Bold in the right areas, got the ball to move off the seam or swing, even some spin at times. Um, You got wickets. So it was a pretty good wicket all round, I thought, um, and a pretty good test match. But in the end, Australia too strong, and Pakistan will be ruining the opportunities, as we've mentioned countless times today in this episode. Ruining those opportunities uh, would have made a difference in terms of them winning this test match. But um, Australia too good in the end. Pat Cummins was outstanding. Ten wickets in the match, leading from the front as, as the skipper. Pakistan showed some good fight and spirit, but it wasn't to be. Um, you know those opportunities really cost them in a big way. But I think this will will definitely um, put them in good stead going forward for the last test in Sydney, knowing that we can be competitive against Australia. We may not be good enough to beat Australia. But we can be competitive, we can show that fight with the bat and with the ball, and we can really test Australia. And I think they should take solace in that, because they did challenge Australia with the bat when they were bowling. Uh, They had Australia in all sorts, but it was just those key moments and opportunities. They weren't able to grab them. And that was the difference. So um, for Pakistan, all is not lost. Let's hope they put in another good performance in the last test of the series in Sydney. Hopefully they can, and you never know. They may they may play well enough to win, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our second test review between Australia and Pakistan. Um, if you're watching or listening to this episode of the podcast on our YouTube channel, let us know your thoughts on this second test match between Australia and Pakistan in the comments. We would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for watching and listening. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.